0: Strange New Worlds is supposed to be the second most anticipated show of the month after Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that brings me to my first question for you, which is Star Wars or Star Trek? I don't really have a preference. If I had to pick, I would say Star Wars just for like the nostalgia factor. I watched those films when I was really young, but I still like the JJ Abrams Star Trek films. But you never saw the original Star Trek series. No, I didn't see like uh Did you see New Generations? No, not, I didn't see The Next Generation or Lower Decks or even Discovery, which I know came out a couple years ago. This is the I wasn't first. even talking about the new stuff, the Alex Kurtzman and jenny lumet stuff yeah i was talking about like the original series just on tv land or something no no maybe like I, i might have seen like a scene while flipping through channels but i never watched like a full episode all right well we'll talk about them a little bit more what i didn't know because i'm not a huge star trek fan was that in 2009 when they started doing the reboot series that's a separate timeline and so it's called the kelvin timeline in these different is different timeline shows. like a Mac Universe almost? Yes. Where it's like, okay. Right. Yeah, so like different characters, different things happen to them. Anyways, so this is a different version of Pike played by Anson Mount, but in the same universe, I think. I think it is still the Kelvin universe. Um, you said his name was Anson Mount? That's the person who plays him. Yeah, he was able to channel the, like, Chris Pine, Captain Kirk voice that he uses in the films. I don't know how he was able to do it, but he sounded exactly like... So not like, the William Shatner one, but no, the Chris Pine the, one. Yeah, he sounded exactly like Captain Kirk and even looked a little bit like him, too. Well, so did his dad in the films, played by Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah. And then Ansem Mount, you might recognize from Hell on Wheels, Inhumans. Uh, did you recognize any of the cast? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, there's Rebecca Romijn. Who was playing Mystique in X Men? She played number one. Yeah, she plays Una. She gets captured at the very beginning of the episode. She's it, like his number two, though, right? Which is yeah, but the, but like the whole point of the episode is that they have to go and try and save her from this place that they call the Society, and it's that they're on this planet called Kylie Two Seven Nine. There's another show that has the Society as the evil villains. I just don't know which one it is. It might be another Marvel show. It reminds me of something like Iron Fist Villains, The Society. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, they were the most just, like, one-off villains that I felt like they could find. Just generic? Yeah, basically. They, They don't have any, like, character development, really. So she gets rescued really quickly, I assume. Well, actually, that's what the whole entire episode is. It's, like, just this operation to try and save her. Okay, and by the end, they, they do? They do, yeah. But, <laughs> oh, but, that's, real that's, shocker. but that's the thing about this pilot is that it just felt like they were trying to be like, okay, let's try to introduce all the characters, get everyone back on board. And I, I don't know, is this supposed to have a story arc or anything like that? Well, when I said it's episodic, I meant it. Yeah, so, because this, yeah, this is very episodic. There are so many serialized versions of Star Trek that have come out recently with Picard and Discovery. Mm-hmm. People like to kind of bash on those shows because they're not exactly sure which plot they want to I thought Picard follow. got good reviews. Um Yeah, but not like glowing, glowing reviews. But especially Discovery. People aren't exactly sure where to go with that. And I think it has been renewed for either season four or season five. But it's just, this is sort of a spinoff of Discovery, but also of the original series, um, The Cage, which was like its pilot. Mm -hmm. And then also the beginning of its second season, which gave you kind of a background to Christopher Pike. But again, that version of Christopher Pike ends up in a wheelchair, scarred, so it remains to be seen if Anson Mount's version is going to be the same way. We also have Spock here, who they weren't sure they were going to include in the series, but because he was essential in their crew in the Enterprise, um, they were like, okay, we have I to mean, cast someone here. He's one hell of a character to try and get rid of if you weren't to have him in this show. Yeah, Spock, but they just didn't want to make it another Spock show since he's shown up in so much. But again, he's Gregory Peck's grandson, Ethan Peck. That's who's playing him. That's his claim to fame <laughs> so far, but I'm sure he'll be in other when things. When you were watching Lower Decks, you remember? If Spock wasn't that at all. No, so, no, yeah. no. But in lower decks, they really liked. That's like the most liked Star Trek. Alex Kurtzman, Jenny Lumet show. And despite them being such a big uh, presence in this one, they're not actually the showrunners here. That belongs to Akiva Goldsman and Henry Alonzo Myers. Apparently, Goldsman is the screenwriter for Batman and Robin and I Am Legend, two films that. Um, not the best reviews for those either of them, but A Beautiful Mind. He won uh, the Oscar for doing the screenplay to that, so he does mm-hmm. have some background. Goldsman does, and he did direct I think this episode as well as half writing credit. This yeah, this was strange because what they did was they tried to bring in like topical themes. They bring a they you see, topical you see oh you mean January like, six riots clips yeah, in this show. That. Also they talk about like a possible World War three that's going to be taking place. It was it was very strange to see such like a side sci show like strange new world try to bring in those things but they did it in an all right way what do you mean um, like because i can see them really screwing that up like splicing in footage from yeah. a well-known event that's happened. The, the society that took Una, like, they're, they're at war with this other place. And so they bring the um, main member of the society, like the queen, and then the king of the people that they're at war with, and they bring them together on a nationalized televised event. And then Christopher Pike comes in there and he's like, what you guys don't realize is that if you go to war, this is what my planet looked like. And that's where you see the actual January 6th riot clips taking place. And he's like, "But and then you see this, like, a ton of explosions explosions. explosions happen and you see the world just kind of get decimated and then he's like but you guys can stop that from happening and then they and then the two sides agree and they go on and live happily ever after and this is all happening in 30 minutes uh Fifty minutes, I think, is what the pilot is. Oh, okay. And then does he transport down? Is that how he gets to the planet? Or? Yeah, yeah. They have the transport machines that I recognize from the J.J. Abrams films. <laughs> um, he. It starts off, I'll i, I say the best thing about the show is the cinematography, the way it is shot. There, We start off with Christopher Pike. He, like, wakes up from bed. He, he has someone in his house with him. Um, I think it's his girlfriend at this point. Right, then, are they in bed together? Or I think that's just it, in the she's house. She's just, like, making him breakfast, I think. Cool. Is she green? No, <laughs> no, she she's, she's a human as well, but then he, like, gets on his horse, they're in Montana. Oh, I th- for some reason I thought they were in the spaceship? No, no. So when you said he gets on his horse, <laughs> I was just imagining the best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, they did something really cool where he gets on his horse, and then as he's riding the horse, you just see a ton of snow, like, there was this huge snow set, it, like, it's always cool to see, like, a ton of white, especially when it's a landscape Do you think they shot. CGI'd it? I think it was shot on location. At least it looked like it was pretty real. But then this like spaceship kind of shows up in front of him. This guy gets out and he's like, "Look, we're going to need you to man this this mission that we have because you have to go save your number one, Una." That's when he decides that he's going to go home the ship along with Spock. Spock again, like I think, proposes the T pring. But there's then- some other people here. There's Uhura. There's yeah. um. There's uh, Laan. Is that how you pronounce her name? Union Yeah, Lon, Lon's the person that they go... Spock, Christopher Pike, and Lon are all people that go on the, like, actually to Kylie 279 and try to save Una on the ground. Uh-huh. And they have to use this, like, weird um shot, almost, that, like, makes you look like the whole other species. Oh, it changes your face. Right, but since Spock is, like, a Vulcan, apparently it's not going to work for him as long, which ends up being a major part in the episode. So it's, like, the Polter... Or, not Poltergeist, price. What's the one in, uh, Hogwarts, uh polyjuice po- potion from, yeah almost exactly like that because it's only their face that really changes but it's like, in a shot form yeah they yeah. just stab each other yeah and, the doctors give it to them and then like they look at they it, the weird thing about the like society was that it did, their face was raised like, by sorry raised by wolves also did like a weird they did surgery on themselves to start the thing to make themselves look like someone else yeah i know so like future technology a lot of people want to do botox and like face stuff <laughs> yeah well yeah, and uh, the thing that's like different about spock is because he's a vulcan yeah. apparently his face isn't going to stay that way for long i thought it'd be his ears that wouldn't stay that like that would be the thing <laughs> that's that the that that, that's out. the thing that first starts to go whenever you see that like he's on kylie 279 and then his like face is trying to like kind of morph into itself again but they they go underground to where Una is they they're able to rescue her but then they do have to fight their way out and i do have to what sit. do you mean by fighting like, like with, like with their is, little guns yeah the society ends up like seeing that they're trying to like release the captured person and then they have to it, the uh, stunts in this reminded me a lot of pandora how like oh jeez sci-fi yeah. stunts yeah it, it didn't age look, of the living dead style uh, it didn't look that cheap, but it w- it was like you could tell that it wasn't supposed to be that great. That's not where I the mean, show it's, lies. <laughs> it's a throwback series, so it is supposed to do sort of the corny kind of uh, nostalgic fight yeah. scenes that you'd see in <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> this, this, is probably, this is probably them paying an homage to that, because I was watching this fight scene, and I was like, uh. But you haven't mentioned all the characters yet, so how many people are actually down there besides Spock and uh, and Christopher Pike? it's leanne and then una and then there's two other people that's with How about una. erica ortegas and then Mabegenda? they might have been the people that were captured along with una oh dr Mebegenda is one of the people that actually give them the shot so benga mabenga. mabenga yeah interesting he's from dune sneaky p and the defenders babs oh man his last name i don't <laughs> even want to attempt it uh maybe some other day <laughs> <laughs> As far as the Strange New World's family goes, though, do you think that they're going to be able to hold this together and make a good set of episodes where people are just, like, following different? It depends. I think think that, like, for real Trekkies are going to enjoy this, but, like, for someone who is just kind of watching this randomly, I was like, I've seen this plot done a million times before, and I've even seen the characters, maybe aside from Spock, done a million times before. How many times do we need Christopher Pike, like, the, the captain who doesn't want to go on the mission, but then by the very end, like, has a change of heart and decides to, like, lead the whole entire battalion on a ton of different like situations is mm. so you weren't as connected to these characters yet as you could have been yeah like the acting is fine the but one I, drew you in I didn't think that there was any really compelling characters to all it all right let's take a step back I have a quick question you know that there's some future developments of the series still in the works right mm-hmm. and there's some films still in process right now really there's still some films yeah I thought I that want- once Chris Hemsworth and, and Chris Pine like st- stepped away from the fourth one that was it well, see, this is the thing. I want to see if you're able to guess which one of these isn't a true film. Because four of them... I've got four here, and three of them are. Wow, okay. All right. So, it's been leaked that William Shatner is currently shooting a standalone Star Trek return that has him stuck on Mars teaching a bunch of test pilots. That sounds completely real, but okay. Okay, number two is Star Trek Four. That's coming out December 22, 2023. It's about Kirk's father. The main cast is in negotiations. Uh... Another one here is an R-rated Star Trek film written by the screenwriter of Revenant and pitched by Quentin Tarantino. I've heard that. Oh, yeah. It takes place in the 30s in a mobster setting. No, I know. I'm not sure about the mobster setting, but I know that Quentin Tarantino has wanted to do a Star Trek film for the longest time. He's not going to do it, but he, he helped pitch it. Okay. All right. So, and then the fourth one here is Noah Hawley from Legion Bones in an upcoming TV series based on the Alien franchise has a film project on hold for Star Trek. So one of those is false. The rest of them are real. I'm going to pick the one that I think it is, but I hope that it is actually real, which is the Star Trek 4, because I guess I remember reading about how they weren't going to do it and how it seemed like Chris Pine was like completely stepping away from the project. But that's my guess for the one that's fake. Again, it's about his father, so not necessarily his, he's not dependent on the yeah, film being Yeah, but how are you going to make how are you going to make three Star Trek films and not have the main character be in it? Eh, he'll probably be there, because that one's true. Okay. The real one that's fake is the William Shatner. He has not agreed to return, or he has agreed to return, but they haven't cast him in anything. And then I took the plot from <laughs> Top Gun... And I stuck it on Mars. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to say, because, like, a, especially now with all the reboots and stuff, and people that, like, we never thought we would see again in roles, such as, like, the Spider-Man, like, films and all that stuff, it seems like everyone's going back to, like, what made them famous originally. But so with Star Trek, there's just so much to pull from. Like, yeah. Yeah, so much resources. That they could, and I know that Leonard Nimoy is not there anymore, but they could definitely like play happy. They have with it. To, they have to be setting up a multiverse, right? Like it seems. Well, you have the Kelvin universe again with the two thousand nine right. setup, and then you have the original timeline. Oh, how much do you think you know about the original series? Because we'll go right into I the second. Game. I don't. I don't know anything about the original series. <laughs> Let's see if you're able to guess this game. Since this is technically a prequel to the original series, I thought we'd have a game where I would put down some plots to what is considered the worst episodes of the original series and see if you could guess which ones were real. Yeah, okay. All right, based on just their title. All right. So I'll tell you the plots afterwards, actually. Okay. All right. So here's the titles. There's Turnaround Intruder, Tr- there's Rascals, there's Spock's Brain, and there's The Doomsday Machine. Spock's Brain sounds like a Disney show. Um, okay. Two of those are real, yeah. terrible episodes, and the other two are not. Two. What, 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 are the, yeah, what were the first two you said? Turnaround Intruder. Turnaround Intruder. Rascals, okay. Spock's Brain, The Doomsday Machine, and they're from the original series. I'm going to say Rascals and The Doomsday Machine. You've got, as, as the ones that are true As the false. ones that are, tr- that are true. Okay. Those are both the false ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's, a, there's an episode called Spock's Brain? So in Spock's can- <laughs> Brain, which is one, considered one of the worst, if not the worst episodes... <laughs> An alien comes in and steals Spock's brain, and then and then put, wait, like wait, connects how? it as a computer back at their homeland or whatever. And then they have to walk around with like a robot Spock for a while until they get his brain back and stick it back into his body. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. I I thought that like that was like in. Yeah, I thought that when you said they take his brain, like, they, they do kind of, like, almost a Peacemaker thing where it's, like, they actually, like, have someone controlling his brain. No, like, they literally they remove literally. it from his head. <laughs> and then they're able to, like, make him still you move around. You think he would be dead. Yeah, I know he's a Vulcan, but still, like... Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, the mysteries of science. Um, And then the other one is Turnaround Intruder. That was actually the finale of the original series. And And that's considered one of the worst episodes. Because what ends up happening is that uh, a woman switches bodies with Kirk and then takes command of the Enterprise. And so then (laughs) Captain Kirk or William Shatner has to play uh, kind of a crazy woman. And people did not like how, A, he acted, or B, how the woman acted in his place. So, all together, sort that, of a mess. W- when they ended it, did they know that was going to be the finale? Uh, oh, that's a good question that I'm not sure of. Because that would be such a weird series finale to write, to, to know that that I mean, they the still end. resolved it. It's not like they right. left it off on a cliffhanger. It's not like ALF where it's like he's, <laughs> where the cliffhanger they left him off on was like, he might be dead. I didn't like know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just ruining series left and right now. Don't watch ALF. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rascals, though, uh, that one's actually a real episode. They're both real episodes, but that one's a real episode of the new generation. One of their worst episodes. Mm. In that episode, apparently Picard and his crew are turned into children. 12-year-old children, and they all have to, like, figure out if they're able to actually still command the ship. I could tell from the name that even if it wasn't going to be, like... I'm actually intrigued by the premise to see, like, for, like, five minutes what that would look like, because apparently one of the storylines revolves around Picard stepping down, because he's like, I can no longer do this. I am a child. (laughs) And then the rest of the crew, like, doing, uh, bouncing on beds and stuff. The name was too good for me not to pick it, yeah. And then the Doomsday Machine is actually considered one of the best episodes of the original series, uh, where, like, a galaxy eater goes and needs to be stopped. Like, it's just destroying all these universes and stuff. yeah. Um, Do you want another game? Yeah, sure. Right. Let's just keep on. Because I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds like the plot was pretty simple, and I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a little bit of a side plot where some people that they beam up and end up at like actually entering the ship, and they're just supposed to be there because they're not. Well, that is sure the point to... of getting beamed up, is no, 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 no. But they they like knock out two actual people that are on Kylie two seven nine, and then beam them up because they don't want be carrying them the whole time while they're trying to save Una. And then those two people end up like waking up and like start freaking out because they're on a ship and running around. But that plot gets easily resolved as well when one of the doctors just basically knocks them out so yeah it's a actually that was one of my positives though it's just it's a pretty easy plot to understand and there's nothing like inherently wrong with the show i just felt like with so many space shows coming out now even like shows that um have been out for a while such as like i know the expanse came out with their final season a couple months ago and you can really pick your poison as the foundation all these yeah raised by wolves all these especially sci-fi shows yeah um well, I was just thinking all the space shows, yes. Right, yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, this one, just kind of in the middle middle tier. Okay. Well, it's actually, what, what would you give it then? I'd say, like, a Serviceable 7. Okay. Well, it's got an 8 on IMDb. 100% around on Tomatoes. I haven't read a bad review about it, but... Critics have been able to get five episodes and what they're saying is that every episode is distinct and different and standalone and they love it for Mm. that. It feels like nostalgia to them and they've been waiting. It's like a breath of fresh air for Star Trek to come out with a series that's like the original. Um, where it's not trying to do too much, where it's not trying to be different, where it's just being kind of like the ex- the exact same. Also, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say this. that I know that, um, again, I've only really ever seen the films depicted, but I could tell that there was like a lot of Easter eggs and characters and things that they were saying. That That's why I was saying, I think, Chuckie's... That went like just it. over your head. Right, that, that I'm sure that like other people, people like understood, it. they'd be like, oh, this is really cool. So, and then also like, the, how is that different than The Orville though? Because that is a show that I think has sort of gone into the standalone... Um, um, like you love the cast of characters, and it is making kind of there's yeah I mean fun um, of, but also paying homage to the Star Trek. I think universe. I think and that's that, coming back too. Really? I thought that the, I thought it ended like a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I think the third season comes out next month. Actually, yeah, I think that the Orville though is like a complete comedy. This definitely has its comedic moments, but I think it's mostly trying to kind of pay homage, like strictly just to the fans. I don't know. I don't know, I think the Orville actually has some drama in it. But what was, the, what was the third game you were talking about? The third game is, who would you want to see play Captain Kirk in Strange New Worlds? Because the mm-hmm. show's already been renewed for another season, and they've already cast captain kirk well yeah i think we see see james t kirk show up at the very very end of this episode well that's his dad right yeah okay yeah so like that was supposed to kind of be a reveal where it's like oh he's going to be in the show now so i'm not surprised that they've already cast Captain. yeah so i want to see if you can guess who they actually cast though okay chris Pine, no relation to chris pine paul wesley (laughs) from vampire diaries Will Poulter from We're the Millers and also Maze Runner. Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ian Armitage, uh, who is also playing Young Sheldon, so he would be doing both oh, duties, be, and then yeah. Army Hammer. Which one? I mean— I what? had to throw Army Hammer, in and it's not <laughs> Army Hammer. <laughs> I feel like Will Poulter has, like, so much on his plate. It would make sense for him, but I'm actually going to go with Paul Wesley. And yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. I, 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 could, I could tell. Because <laughs> it looks like him or what? It just seems like that would be the cat. The, the reason thing I thought you might for. choose uh, the Armitage kid is because, like, if they're introducing someone that age. He's too young. Is he too young? He's too young. Because yeah. I thought the whole idea was that, like, Kirk would be a kid at this point. It but I guess seem... there is only, like, a five year journey. Because isn't that how it's introduced in the episode yeah. in the credits? Is like, this is a five year mm-hmm. or seven year journey? Once. It's just, yeah, with Paul Wesley, it seems like he almost would be maybe even too old to play it. But it seemed like he would be the most notable. He's only 45. <laughs> <laughs> so chris Prime didn't get you <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't tell if he was like an actual actor or not <laughs> i see <you> might be <laughs> uh all right so yeah again hollywood reporter rolling stone npr all had the same message and then i looked it up again today and it was just like a ton more order it seems like everybody's saying the same thing <laughs> so, so yeah but the glowing the opinion they say, thing is they they say like continue it. to watch it would you say continue to watch it based on this one episode sure why not well now that you've heard the yeah, other people yeah say i it, guess, yeah yeah um i'd be interested just to kind of see the differences because like if you're kind of not stuck in it's obviously formulaic but you get to go to all these different places and right, see what yeah. they've been all able to do galaxies. with 2022 technology as opposed to 1960 yeah um yeah yeah and the and the and the space shots and everything like i said the cgi looks really good like this is a show that yeah you're definitely not gonna have any problems with like it looking fake or anything All right. Well, that should do it for our review. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.